Hey, really quickly, just wanted to let you know that the Inspiring Talk podcast is now available in video format on YouTube. If you'd like to watch this conversation, you can head on to our YouTube channel, Bizay Gautam. While you are at it, show us some love and subscribe to the channel so that you won't miss the upcoming episodes. I'll put the link in the description of this episode. The best time to start networking is when you don't need it. A lot of people wait until they start needing networking, then I'll land up a networking event, then I'm desperate, even if I'm going to say I'm not, and I'm lying through my teeth, but I'm desperate and it is going to show because going back to the fact that our behavior is consistent with our thought in it, my, in my thoughts, I'm desperate in my behavior, I'm going to be. The job of the strategy is for it to help us create success. Strategy helps us create success. Systems help us replicate it. Only the people who have worked with us and among those, the ones who have benefited by working with us, trust us. Others like us. From Wine Studio, you are listening to The Inspiring Talk, a show where I bring the conversations with today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you take your life, business and career to the next level. I'm Vijay Gautam and in this episode, we're going to talk all about networking. I'm sure you must have heard this quote, you are an average of five people that you spend the most time with. Where do you find these quality people? The people that you've always desired to stay in touch, to learn from and to build businesses together with. In this episode, we're going to talk about networking and how it can transform your life. I'm joined by Paritos Pathak, who is the expert network coach. He has been teaching people on how to network effectively to take their life, career and business for the past 10 years. He's also the author of the book, The Conscious Networking Revolution, teaching people how to consciously network. And in this episode, we discuss what is conscious networking? How do you build relationships with people that last longer? Also, we talk about how do you build trust and how do you really serve other so that it can benefit you on the longer run? There is a lot that you can learn about networking and meeting new people and how to build relationships that can really help you grow in your life, career and business. This episode is full of insights and wisdom that can change your life. I was blown away with the insights that Paritos shared in this episode and I'm sure you're going to love this as well. Let's get started. Paritos, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. A pleasure and a privilege to be here, Bajay. Thank you for inviting me. Paritas, you are one of the very few people in India who are teaching people how to or the only one. Well, technically, if you go by the designation, then as a networking coach, probably the only one. But I know there are a lot of people who are teaching, yes, in their own ways and means. There are good people doing good work. Yeah, absolutely. And networking being such a powerful thing, we all talk about networking from the quote from Jim Rohn. You are the average of five people that you're surrounded with. Yeah, it is. And it's it's so true. It is so true. We we call it the environment, right? We become some total of the people that we spend time with. We start to think like them. We start to speak like them. Whether it is conscious or subconscious, perhaps even unconscious, we don't know. But we're truly affected by our environment. One of the most valuable pillars of success. Right? Who's around us? What's around us? What is networking? How do you define it? Well, it's very simple. Networking is your network working for you. Mm. As simple as that. So if I'm going out to an event, giving cards, collecting cards, following up, it's good. It's good. I should be doing that, but that's not networking. True networking is, Vijay, when I've built the kind of network that cares enough for my success that it wants to create opportunities for me when people are thinking about it. Right? It's like having a great network is equal to walking on the shoulder of the giants. They lead, they open the doors. And when you are introduced, when you refer, it's a whole another level of game altogether. That's simple it is, building amazing relationships wherever you go. Yeah. 
so the common understanding that hey networking means go to the networking events like you know how a lot of networking organizations based like business networking where they invite people over and then get people to exchange their cards and you know just network so you're saying that's not that's a part of it but maybe not exactly the purpose of networking is okay let's simplify this mm-hmm. networking is broken down into three things skill system and strategy right skill is our ability to network how well can i network? when i meet you who i am am i um um salesman trying to work with a prospect or am i someone who's willing to honor the person for people relationships then it's about the system right system is what do we do after we meet someone and then it's strategy strategy is where we go and network so what you're talking about right now is part of the strategy going somewhere and networking it's an important part of the networking cycle but as you said that's not what networking is if you look at it really a lot of people even there are not networking they are prospecting and selling under the facade under the umbrella of networking what's their intention hey i want to give cards i want to find some people i want to make some deals and i want to go away and that's not networking that's selling and i've nothing against selling i love selling but that's not what networking is honestly huge amount of people think that is networking it's not and what else is not networking just granting favors to people because you are expecting something yeah, in return expect, right, mm. right? pretending to be that hey i'm interested in you i want to be your friend because you know what you are someone special and i could leverage you that's not networking oh i'm being choosy about like who yeah, i am yeah, right. is yeah eventually i might get something in return yeah mm. absolutely that's not and this it, list is huge right being inauthentic is not networking trying to show yourself bigger and better than who you are is not networking thinking that you're better than someone else is not networking massive list we can go on we can cover 2 hours on that how yeah. much time do you have <laughs> yeah we'll uh, you know dive deeper into some of those as we move along but also the other term that you talk about is conscious networking conscious networking yes what is that well very simple bajay unconsciously we are networking mm-hmm. wherever we are but that unconscious networking often is limited to that moment right you go to a wedding you meet someone you have a great time and then it's done it's done yeah right maybe you'll meet that person ever again maybe not even if you exchange the numbers maybe yeah. maybe even if you say you know what bj we should catch up sometime still maybe you won't in fact quite likely a lot of people don't meet up that's unconscious networking unconscious networking is when we are being driven by a programs of judgment of big and small and right and wrong and good and bad that's unconscious networking conscious networking is when we choose when we when we choose the beliefs we want when we want when we choose um the kind of network we want to build when we understand the true value of networking that networking is not what what we're doing today it's about laying the foundation and on which we're going to build a building that's going to take us to the top floor one day right and in conscious networking it gets a little philosophical when we talk about that it's more about honoring the person than who the person is and wanting to connect with that person for your benefit right and conscious networking is more about giving than getting eventually that works in our favor because that's how life is designed but if i meet you someone and i don't worry about what can i get from you and i just care about hey i like this guy i like his energy how can i contribute in his life and i do that the rest is going to be magic because you've just met a person who's being authentic in front of you who's not being selfish in front of you who is willing to open his network for you who's willing to care now that's going to make us maybe friends maybe partners maybe acquaintances maybe two people having significant mutual respect for each other and then how we human beings are designed it if somebody's good to us we want to be good to them and from there you know every single day bije we are opening doors for people around us not because they've asked for it because we want to because we like them now it could be your team here where you where you like sitting with them coaching and saying hey you know what this is the mindset of growth this is the or it could be a cousin it could be a friend we're helping people every single day that's how we human beings are designed to function and that is how we function the best so when we're networking consciously we're really truly just being true to who we are building great relationships 
Absolutely. And and the truth is, once people like us, amazing things happen. You don't know what's going to come out, right? You just don't know tomorrow what is going to come out. You and I first connected years ago. And here we are sitting today. Who would have known? Right? And who knows where this is going to go from today to tomorrow to two years, 10 years down the line, right? So it's all about the possibilities. I know this is philosophical, as I said, but it's strategically applicable in business and career. You have great people around you who care for you. They'll open doors. Business walks in. Opportunities walks in. And one of my core beliefs in networking is the quality of network we have defines the quality of life we live. It comes back to the Jim Rong conversation again, right? Five people. But it truly is, what if it's not five? What if it's 50? Right? And what if you learned to build great relationships wherever you went? What if? What if? How amazing life could be? What if one day it was 500? Just imagine. So what you just explained about conscious networking is flip the script, which means instead of thinking of what I can get out of this person, ask what can I offer or how I can serve this person? How can I add value to this person? Um, not exactly true to a large extent what you're saying is now it's about actually understanding how do I get to win bigger. Truly at the deep down, what I'm saying is again about me only. But let me break it down to a simple example. Let's say I meet you today and say, oh, Bijay does podcasts. Oh, he has a show. Oh, if I, get, if I can get onto his show, amazing, right? Then I'll get more views, etc. That's one. I'm trying to win. And now what's going to happen is it's going to put me under pressure. Oh, does Bijay like me? Oh, how do I introduce myself to Bijay? Oh, how does this happen? How does that happen? What can I say? What will make Bijay want to invite me? And maybe I'll say something. Maybe you'll be impressed and maybe you'll invite me. Cool. Okay, great. Option two, not worrying about Bijay inviting me and being the best version of who I can with Bijay and see if we resonate. Right? And then maybe Bijay will invite me to the podcast. Even in the previous case, there was a maybe. There is still one here. Maybe it's not just going to end at the podcast because we now connect. Yep. And maybe Bijay is going to give me some valuable advice, mm. which is just going to happen sometime today. And maybe that one piece of advice is going to change my orbit. Mm. And what if Bijay hadn't given me that advice? Mm. If Bijay won't have liked who I am. And I'm not saying that I have to conduct myself in a way that Bijay likes me. No. no. I just have to be my authentic self. Because we talk about this in our programs, Bijay, that the brain cannot operate. We cannot operate in a state of inconsistency. Our thoughts and our behaviors always aligned. A lot of people think they're not. Those are our wishes and behaviors that are not aligned. I wish to get healthy and I can't get up early in the morning. Those are wishes and the behaviors. But the thoughts that, hey, if I believe that I want Bijay to like me and that is then based upon what if Bijay doesn't like me, right? That's the thought. Now, my behavior, which in this case is the body language, is not going to be natural. It's not. Yeah. Right. And you'll be able to sense that. You'll be able to see that I'm breaking eye contact, that I'm sitting uncomfortably, and then <clears throat> that I'm doing, and then I'm... You're thinking and looking up close. Yeah, no. or I'm laughing too much yeah. on, a, on a joke that you made, yeah. which wasn't really that funny. That funny. Right? <laughs> and you could tell, right? These because I want to impress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. And if I can just be me, it changes the game. Takes the pressure off. Because there is no strategy in the world that can get us to connect with every person that we meet. Because I am only 50% of the equation. You're the other 50. What's happening in your world? You're in a good mood. You're not in a good mood. I, I, none of that I can control. So true. And one of the things that I like about the people who approach me, and you know, this is something that I try and implement when I'm trying to reach out to somebody, is showing the genuine interest in the person. Like being genuinely curious about what that person is. And uh, and this is something that I've started doing very lately. Okay? I was in Dehradun last week and I met these two amazing ladies. And uh, when we started talking, when I started, you know, showing interest in their journey, they kept on talking about all the amazing things that they've done and you know, stuff like that. And at the end of it, 
we connected at a different level and all of the you know and i was not expecting anything out of this they were not expecting anything out of it but you know the genuine curiosity that you have for people and in their story like really takes the you know the connection bit that you said that you need to connect with someone or build that really powerful connection right so is there any tips or advice that you'd like to give people on how they can genuinely be interested or what being genuinely interested in someone can look like that's a great question two questions what does what does it look like and what are the tips well, it looks like someone making the person in front of them one of the biggest priorities in their life maybe just for 5 minutes it looks like someone not being self focused someone not going hey i am this i am that i am that and someone going who are you what do you do why do you do what makes you do it what do you love question? about it yeah. tell me more tell me more <laughs> tell me more right and that's that's what it looks like and because here's the thing bitch imagine you and i met at a networking event i'm using an example of a networking event holiday or whatever right and i i started talking to you perhaps you were sitting on the same breakfast table whatever the circumstance was we started talking and from there i'm just talking to you about you right bitch this is interesting what makes you do it what drives what are the biggest challenges what's the future this that etc etc and how long will it be before you start to wonder what i do Cool. not too long maybe 5 yeah. minutes maybe 20 minutes I, yeah. i don't know depends upon the conversation but now an amazing phenomenal happens in your brain when you start to wonder who i am you ask and when you ask you're 80% more receptive true you'll remember me more very powerful yeah. right because i ask for it because you ask for it mm. right so why am i going to introduce myself to you when I can bring the conversation to a level where you will ask me about me, which may be what I want. But what if there was a way to get what I want, a way that honored who you are, and a way that wasn't transactional? How amazing is that? Huh? There are more than one ways to get to where you want to get to. Everybody wants to grow, and we all know that we can't do it alone. It's just cannot be done. Right? without our teams without our customers without our clients without the viewers we we can't it can't be done alone and the most amazing thing about human beings is we can tell everybody's truth all of us have seen enough life right we have the experience we've had the conversations we've had everything if i'm sitting here in front of you pretending to be more than who i am out of courtesy you may not say anything to me right because how in asian countries we are we're conditioned not to offend someone right you may not say anything to me but you know and everybody knows so why pretend what stops us from being authentic when we're networking oh conditioning self judgment right the need to be liked by other people and all of this goes back to our childhood when we were told you don't do this right you don't do that right you don't wear nice clothes you don't eat well you don't finish your homework your teacher is not going to like you you got to respect other people So we're all conditioned in a way that we have to be liked by other people especially if i say in a certain till a certain part of the society there's a part of the society that doesn't care about it but good majority society cares about it so now when we were conditioned in a very early age somewhere till around the age of 7 around this this becomes who we are and then we are operating on autopilot and then we don't even know why we're doing this and it just keeps driving us to do the same thing i often ask people you know when you go to a networking event you get your card out hold it in your hand give it to someone give your introduction go to the next person give your card introduction card introduction card and there's a voice inside saying i hate this i don't like i don't like giving my card i don't like repeating the same introduction but we continue to do that why because we don't know what else to do because we've nobody's taught us because this one very powerful science networking on which eventually everything runs everything runs on relationships eventually we never taught that schools don't teach this business schools don't teach this so you have to be lucky that through your experience through your intuition through your conditioning it just those things happen to be right that you could figure it out on your 
So if you're the lucky kind, yay! If you're not, nah. <laughs> um, you know, we were talking about authenticity and, you know, being authentic when you are networking with people. Do you think people who are more authentic are often the people who are most liked by many people? No, 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 no. There's no such rule. Because anything that can be done can be overdone. You can be overly authentic, right? Um, I can I can be authentic and say, hey, why are you why are you wear the green color? It doesn't look good on you. I can say so, and well, by the way, it look looks good on you. Right? <laughs> but I can say so, and I can hide behind, hey, but yeah, I'm just being authentic. No, I'm talking about authentic about yourself. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Even that can be overdone, right? We have to understand that a, a conversation is about two people. Mm, yeah. There has to be honoring of both in this. I can't just honor myself and claim authenticity. I can't. Right? Then I can practically live alone. I can do everything alone. Why do I need you? So, yes, it is important for me to be authentic about who I am. Yes, absolutely. But then the conversation you and I, you were telling me about earlier, compassion for the other person, understanding for the other person. Right? I have to understand that even you would be authentic and your authenticity and my authenticity may not match. What if, what if um, that happens? What do you do then? So fundamentally, yes, people who are authentic, they're um, psychologically, um, their behavior is consistent or the word here is congruent. Well, their thinking and their behavior is congruent. So their body language is comfortable. You see them, you like the energy. All of that happens. So this, the impact is a lot deeper. I'm trying not to go um, into that depth, but that's the impact that shows here. Then you're not under pressure. You're able to talk free. Then you know that the other person is the priority, and that has its own long-lasting impact. So it's affecting your physiology. It's affect- it's affecting the energy that you have. It's affecting the conversation that you have. One simple thing. Extremely powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Earlier you were talking about the fear of being judged. If I where to approach somebody. And I think that fear of judgment also comes, a lot of it comes when you are approaching somebody who on your head is like, oh my God, this person is so big. He has done so much in his life and I'm just starting out. I didn't have much. Like, what am I going to say? I think I also should tell him or her that, hey, you know what, how important I am as well, you know? Number one, oh, we've got a technical term for it. We call it Kaba. Right? Kaba stands for Chota Admi Bada Admi Syndrome, C-A-B-A, mm-hmm. right? Right. So what, what happens in Kaaba is that the moment somebody bada comes in front of me under pressure, I become chota than who I am. If I'm here, right, I go here. I'm like, oh, bada me. Oh, my God, he's done so much. I've not done anything. And I, and I reduce my own value in my own world. I used to feel that a lot when I started podcast 2017. Yeah, like the first I time I was to. like, you know, anybody who's in front of me, like, oh, my God, this person. Absolutely. Is, I, I used to have a uh, goody at a time, which I, were, yeah. I used to think, oh, well, world is not going to take a, such a young guy as a coach. Mm. Right? And that, that was Kaaba. The flip side of it is when somebody smaller than smaller than us, less successful, less in net worth. Let's use that context here. Comes friends, comes in front of us. We become the ultra successful. Hey, come here. I'm gonna tell you how to live your life. I'm gonna tell you how to build a billion dollar company. Even though I've not built it myself, I'm gonna tell you. Right? What this effectively means that when somebody big is coming in front of me, I'm I'm reducing my value. When somebody's somebody small is coming in front of me, I'm inflating my value. That simply means, Vijay, I don't have a defined value of myself. I am not choosing who I am, and who I am is dependent upon the person in front of me. Now, the way this works is that, let's say you're much bigger than me. Right? You're like many times, many fold billionaire, and you come in front of me like, oh my God, this Jay's here, oh my God, Bridget got them, blah, blah, blah. Now I come under pressure. Now, we have to remember one very important thing. People don't respond to what we do, they respond to who we are. Right? Very important. Now, you're this multifold billionaire, and I'm who I am, right? And I come under pressure. Now you see someone chota, and you see someone small. Because my behavior is small. People don't respond to what we do. People respond to who we are. So who I am, I'm chota. Now you treat me chota. Because I'm showing you how to treat me. I'm, a lot of people don't realize we are the one who set the rules of how are the people treat us and value us, right? And then you're treating me short and I'm going, oh my God, look at these big people. 
what if we just decided our, our own both? I talk about this concept called alternate realities in my programs. In this moment, you and I both are two people. One is who we are, and another is who we are in the making. I've got a choice. Which identity do I want to operate from? Because I could be a person of so many crores today, or I could be a person who, who's one day going to be a hundred times over. And not just money, my awareness, the kind of character I have, the kind of network I have, the kind of abilities, the kind of self-belief, the kind of self-value I have, all of that signifies money is only a measure of it. Money is not it, right? So if I choose the alternate reality, if I sit here today, being that person, there's a completely different conversation I can have. Right? So fear of rejection, as you call the fear of judgment, comes when I want something from you. Whether it's your time, your acceptance, your approval, your, your money, yeah, validation, could be anything. So when I have the need, you have the power. When you have the power, I have the fear. So we actually give away our personal power, resulting into the kind of pressure we create for ourselves, right? The kind of realities that we create for ourselves, the, the Kaaba and the other syndromes that we create. We do that. Are there anything, any other syndromes that you have named for the people who really struggle with? Right. Yeah. yeah. We've got the three that, that have, in my experience, comes and one is Kaaba. Uh -huh. The second one we call is a judge duty executioner, JJ. Okay. What's that? People who are going around judging people. Like, if somebody's speaking English in a certain way, must be successful, must not be successful. Where, which area of the society Regions. they live in? Yeah. What car do they drive? Where their office is, et cetera, et cetera. So the moment I'm using someone's action to define the person, I'm judging. As simple as that. So while networking, this is one of the biggest barriers that people deal with. They're most of the time. They come they, with pre-assumptions. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not even pre-assumptions. It's their conditioning. It's their patterns. They've been taught from their childhood again um, that this is how society works. Yeah. Big people, big car, more success, et cetera, et cetera, right? Small people, this, that, right? They've been conditioned in that way. Yeah. Right, so judgment is one thing, and which comes in the way. If I meet you, and let's say you are an overly energetic person, hmm. and I allow that to bias my mind, I'm going to be like, oh my God, I can't stand, stand the way Bajay is. You know, she's just too much, right? And I'm going to start avoiding you. And with that goes away, the entire potential our relationships could have brought just because I was defining the person with the action. And it's not just overly energetic. Some people are arrogant. Some people are egoistic. Some people have too high of opinion about themselves. These are all actions of the people. It's just the conditioning that we see out. The core inside is what we have to connect with. And the moment you connect to that core, conditioning is irrelevant. So if I'm going around judging you, that kills the potential that we have out of the relationship. One of, for me, this is a pandemic out there. Constantly looking, oh yeah, you know what, Vijay is not my prospect. He's never going to become my client. Uh, so I'm, my client. So I'm, I'm going to ignore him. I'm going to go yeah, to someone else. Go to someone else, yeah. What if your brother, your uncle, your aunt could have been the biggest contact of my life? What if? But I was so busy in judging you that I wasn't willing to see beyond what is right there in front of me. And because of that, I lost out. That's the game. Absolutely. So when you go in a networking event or anywhere where you are about to meet people, is there a framework or maybe some of the questions that you find asking or maybe, you know, uh, initiating conversation which people can learn from? Like, hey, when I go, then... Parithos is saying that don't go and talk all about yourself. Don't tell them what what you do and all of that. But then, what do we ask then? We've made it very simple. We just we were talking about conscious networking, right? There is a formula for it. There's a formula that we talk about: genuine interest and value creation. That's all you do. You whosoever you go and meet, no matter who they are, just make a choice to be interested in them. 
in their journey and where they're coming from and where they're trying to go to, what motivates them to do what they do, what challenges they face. Mm. I hear it's Dale Carnegie who said, try being interested, not interesting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. So genuine interest. Now, the key word here is genuine because I could be pretend interested, which a lot of people are. Right? They're like, oh, hi, Bijay, how are you doing? Tell me more about you so that I can qualify whether you're a prospect for me or not. Now, that's a pretend interest. That's transactional. That's inauthentic. But on, on the face, there's this huge smile, right? And um, inside, there's a different story. So when we, when we suspend our agenda, very hard to do in the beginning, because again, conditioned over years. But the moment we suspend our interest and the moment I say, okay, you know what? You're in front of me. Let me talk to you. Who knows what will come up, right? And it's okay if nothing comes up. And I become genuinely interested in you. That starts to create the foundation of a strong relationship. When you sense that I am not in it for me, your barriers start to go down. Your guard starts to go down. Because even you're walking away, you're kind of holding a shield in front of you because everybody's trying to come and sell to you and you're trying to defend. Because, well, it's not just money. It's also your time. You don't want to give away so much of your time. So you've got a defense. You're also trying to choose. So when you're at an event, you're meeting so many people, many of them just wanting to identify you as a prospect or not. And then you meet someone who's genuinely interested. Now, that's a conversation you remember. That's a person you want to stay connected to. That's a person you want to do business with, right? People first buy people and then what they sell. So if I buy you as a person, I'm either going to buy what you're selling or I'm going to sell you in my network. It's yep. going to happen. It's simple as that. Right. Mm. So that's there. So part one, genuine interest, and the second one being value creation. Now, value creation is where we can take the game to a whole another level. So one is just me being nice to you, being open, being authentic. And two is asking myself, hmm, what can I do for Vijay? Can I introduce him to someone? Can I recommend him? Can I recommend a book? Can I recommend a course? Can I give an important advice? Can I just listen to him? And can I help him in some way? So if I ask myself, how can I create value for you? Now what's happening, Vijay, is you've at a networking event, you've met a stranger who A, is not selling his agenda to you is respecting you as a human being, and then is trying to contribute in your life. That builds a relationship. That builds a relationship on which you can build something tomorrow. And that's longer. Longer, yeah. Mm. yeah absolutely. Mm. So that's the framework. That's what I do. And I, I don't recommend introductions. I don't... It, in my whole program, I don't have something called an elevator pitch. I you mean, don't believe in the idea of elevator pitch? No, I don't. I really don't. I really don't. because. I understand giving an elevator pitch when you're standing in front of someone and they say, okay, tell me about you. You've got 30 seconds. Then I understand. you got to... But that's not the kind of environment you're dealing in every single day unless you're pitching and no. you're going out to an investor. Mm. Right. Then you need an elevator pitch. But at a networking event, my belief is that elevator pitches work against you. And this part, what I just said, is going to offend a lot of people who are watching this right now. Yeah. But no, Parthosh, you're wrong. I understand that point of view, right? So, so yeah. So no pitches, nothing, just being there, building a relationship, waiting for that moment when you come and ask, Paritosh, tell me about you. And then that's when you introduce yourself. Yeah, we teach people how to introduce themselves the right way, how to introduce that builds on a conversation people are interested, but no elevator pitches. The elevator pitches demand that I start the conversation. It's about me. They have a place, they have a time and place, but not in a day-to-day -day networking. Okay, here's what, I sort of made sense of from what we have discussed so far that a lot of us are interested in quick thing. Like I want something to happen for me right now, which is where we are not able to see a macro view of it. Maybe put ourselves, like pull ourselves a little a step back and then say that, hey, you know what? I'm going to take this as like a macro view. Maybe I'm going to look at networking from the perspective of how the whole networking thing can help me in another five years or 10 years or two years or three years. Just building the relationship with the person can really help me. So do you think like that's where a lot of people struggle that if I'm going to a networking event, then I need to get a client today. Like I meet somebody and I want this person to be my client like today. Tomorrow this person is going you know, to sign the agreement. Versus let me try and build the relationship and let's see where this goes. The different places in life, we need to apply different things. If it's about today, you need to focus on selling. Because the reason a lot of people are selling in networking event as well 
is because that's instant gratification. If I ask, oh, if, if Vijay tells me this is what I do, and I say, hey, Vijay, I've got a program, you should come and experience it. And Vijay says, nah, I don't want to come. I'm like, okay, done, go to the next one. I always say this, Vijay, if you want to, the best time to start networking is when you don't need it. A lot of people wait until they start needing networking, then I land up a networking event, then I'm desperate, even if I'm going to say I'm not, and I'm lying through my teeth, but I'm desperate and it is going to show because going back to the fact that our behavior is consistent with our thought and if my, th in my thoughts, I'm desperate in my behavior, I'm going to be. So getting something today is absolutely amazing when you've got a relationship that you've built over a period of time and then I can, so I can call, pick up the phone today and call Bajay and say, hey bro, I need this help. Can you, can you do this for me? I can get it today. And now Bajay, imagine this. Now it is far easier for me to do it rather than going to a stranger and hoping that they'll give me a meeting. Because I know, Bajay, because I've built a relationship, because I've invested on it. It is so much easier. One very interesting question I ask in my events when I'm speaking, right? Um, I ask people, raise your hand if you've got someone in your network that you want to reach out to, maybe to sell, maybe to get advice from, maybe to ask for investments, whatever, but you're hesitating to contact them. You'll be amazed. Always more than 60, 70% of the people raise their hand. And then, then I say, okay, keep your hands down. Raise them again if the reason you're hesitating is because you've not stayed in touch. Mm. All the hands go All back. Yeah. Can you imagine that, Vijay? Can you imagine the disaster here? Our existing networks have tremendous potential in them. But because we're so focused on building new relationships that I'm too hesitant to pick up the phone, Call someone that I've met that I've had a decent relationship with and say, hey, bro, I'm feeling sorry that I'm calling you for some work after so long, but I really need to ask for help. Can you please do this? Or better yet, just stay in touch. The need goes away. We have to understand this. Networking can help me solve my today's need better than the go to event exchange cards kind of networking, right? The real networking can help. I just have to do it right. Because there are always wrong ways to do the right thing. Networking is the right thing. But you can completely F it up. A lot of people use this phenomenon that I call splash and dash. When, when they need networking, when they need business. When, so business owners start to care about networking when the business is going down. Professionals start to care about networking when they want to grow up in their career. If both are going well in their career, they're like, ah, oh, I'm too busy. I can't network right now. I don't have time. That's the time they should be networking, right? But you have to understand this. That right now, when I don't need networking. And I go out and network. I meet people. I'm not networking and meeting for my agenda. I don't have an agenda. Oh, yeah, okay. My agenda could be building a relationship so that there could be value exchange in future. I get that. But then I come and meet you. I talk to you. We catch up. We have a nice cup of coffee. We had some ideas exchange. We argue. We agree, disagree. But then there's a touch point. And tomorrow, when I need something, I can call you because I've stayed in touch. Right. Versus if I need something today, I'm like, okay, I need business. Let me start attending networking events. Then I go, I meet absolute strangers who I don't even know if they're interested, yeah. giving my card, giving my pitch, don't trying even know to if they trust convince them. Yeah, mm. yeah. Right. Well, trust can't happen in networking. It's not possible. That's, that's another misconception that people have. But now I'm trying to convince them. Hey, I'm a great person. Look at my stories. I've done it for them. I've done it for them. I've done it for them. Aha. The harder we try and do it the more desperate we are. I'm sorry, somebody has to say it. I know, and right now people who are probably watching this, some of them are doing it and just might be going, ouch. But somebody has to say it, that this is not how networking works. In fact, the way a lot of people are networking, they're destroying their potential rather than creating it. In this book, um, Ben Selling, right? Um, in this book, um, there's a line, there's a, there's a conversation that says, why do people continue exhibiting wrong behavior? And the answer is, because there's something in their environment that is rewarding it. So why do people continue networking the wrong way? Because when they go out every now and then, they get lucky and they get, yay, I made a sale. Not realizing how many relationships, how many opportunities that are lost. But just because that one converted, I continue to believe this is working. And I continue to do that. I continue to struggle. Every now and then I get lucky. 
and I keep exhibiting the wrong behavior. That's happening. Yeah, absolutely. And to the point that you mentioned about you should network when you don't need, one of the really interesting quote or maybe line that I heard is for you to be able to connect the dots, you should first collect enough dots. Right? And which means when you're networking, all you are doing is collecting those dots. Then eventually when you need, then maybe you will be able to connect those dots. And giving it networking, for me, right, because I have conversation with a lot of people on this podcast, and all I got to do is like connect one guest to the other. And that's how, you know, when I do that, and they're like, oh, Vijay connected me to so-and-so person. Absolutely. And somebody whom I interviewed in 2018, they come back to me in 2022, saying that, hey, you know what, Vijay, is there something that we can work together on? And I didn't ask for it. All I was trying to do is like, hey, you know, is there a way that I can help you? You know, or maybe I just given the advice when they were not asking or they were not essentially asking me they needed it but then they were not asking or seeking and i said hey i saw you doing certain things maybe here are a few things that you can work on and i'm like oh that input was valuable thank you and you know that ended there but then they came back months later saying that hey can we do something together i have a very interesting recent story just to establish the point that you said in my current groups i've got a client from london his name is ramesh he came to my one of my small programs and from there, he decided to join my big one. And he, and he joked about this. He said, Prithar, the reason I'm joining your, your program is because for nine years, you've stayed in touch. Mm, nine he, years. He and I met nine years ago yeah. in India. Right? We had a brief conversation. Right? And um, then we just stayed in touch. Well, I stayed in touch. It was kind of like a one-way relationship. Right? I have ways through which I stayed in touch. I stayed in touch with him for over nine years. He just said, First, I ignored your emails. Then I got frustrated. You were sending me messages. And not, I wasn't selling in any of them. Uh, and then I started to read them. Then I started to enjoy them. And still, I took years to come and do this program of yours. And now that I'm here, now I, now I understand what you really talk about. And now I understand why you were doing what you were doing. He was referring to all the emails. Yeah. Like, I want to learn it too. They joked about it. Like, just, I got tired of you staying in touch. I'm just, yeah. I'm doing it. Nine years. I've had people come back after four years, five years. Work with me. I've, I've had people come back to me after four, five years, thanked me for helping them out at that point in time in life. And one small connection that I gave took that much time to mature for them. And when it matured, one day they realized, oh my God, okay, there was, you know, he helped. And then they called. You, you don't know what's going to happen today. So, okay, Paritos, I want you to share your biggest secret when it comes to staying in touch you meet people maybe you had a great conversation you go home the other person goes home and nothing happens after that. nothing happens yeah right so how do you have like a framework or a system or a process that you'd like to share? yes you used a very interesting word system mm. okay let's understand this project the job of the strategy is for it to help us create success strategy helps us create success systems help us replicate it right a lot of people are out there who've gone to these networking events, gotten one big client, and then none. And then they're wishing and hoping and praying, saying, God, if there was any way that I could keep getting more and more big clients. So we have to understand that the most powerful part, having a system of networking, right? You've asked for my biggest secret. I share it openly everywhere I go, so I can't even call it a secret. I, wh what I simply do is I stay in touch with people with emails. Once or twice a week, I send out emails just sharing something about networking. I call them value letters. Newsletters deliver news, so value letters deliver value. And I just do that. That's all. Right? I have this firm belief that there are 100 things you can do. Right? It's far better to be master of one. Just pick one thing. There are so many. There's WhatsApp, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn. There's so many ways that you can stay in touch with people. I can't do all of them. I don't want to do all of them. So pick one, emails, and I just stay in touch. And people come back after years. The kind of responses which we get on those emails, people. I've literally had the kind of response where somebody said, you know what? If I want to have read this today, I don't know what I've done with my life. And that just starts creating magic. Businesses just a very common phenomenon for us 
as a result of those emails. We send those emails out. Somebody replies, okay, you know what? We want this. Can you help? Can we talk? And that leads to business. Right? So what we technically do is there are certain relationships that we have to stay in touch with through physical effort. Those are important relationships for us. Right? We can't... So if I meet someone who's valuable for me, I can't just put them on a passive strategy, sending emails. So I need to know in my network who are the kind of people I need to stay in touch with. I need to call, message, meet, whatever. And then the rest, because our network is huge, it's massive. We can't meet everyone. We can't call everyone. The rest is through technology. So you've got to divide. You've got to know who are more relevant and important. I know that sounds judgmental. It's not. Right? There are some people in our network are more important than others, right? So those I stay in touch through physical effort, meeting, calling, whatever, inviting them for dinners, going on trips, whatever I have to do, and remaining through technology. But the big thing is this thing called intent. You gotta have the intent to stay in touch with people. If you don't have that, and behind that intent is another intent though it gets confusing here, is that, hey, I want to have a good network here. I want to have good friends. I want, why not? So when I have that intent, I start asking, how can I do it? And when I start to do it, I start to win in relationships and just so happens in business. Amazing. Right? So you got to have an intent and then we, then we got to do it right. That's the game. Got it. Earlier, you were talking about trust. No, you were talking about trust. Yeah, I was, I was saying you can't have trust you in can't network. You can have trust in networking, right? So how? And I think a lot of if people are looking at networking and they want business transaction to happen, for anybody to swipe that card for your product or service, you need to first trust. Now that's that's a myth we need to break, Vijay. Um, only the people who have worked with us, and among those, the ones who have benefited by working with us trust us. Others like us. If I've not worked with you, um, and if I've not benefited from your work, how can I trust you? I may go around and say, oh yeah, I, you know Bichikotam? I know Bichikotam. He's a cool guy, does podcast and this, 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 right? I'm talking about likability here because I met Bijay, I like this energy, I met a couple of people who spoke positive about you, but I don't trust you yet, man. You don't trust me yet. You've heard about me. You know I teach networking. But till the time you don't work with me, till the time my networking teaching does not help you in your life, you're not trusting me. Trust cannot happen in networking. It's a myth. It's a fool's errand. People who are trying to go around, share their success stories, we've worked with this person, that person, that person, that person, trying to prove that they're trustworthy. Doesn't work. And that's why I talk about this. You can't have trust in networking. You can only your customers can trust you. When I say customers, people who've worked with you and benefited. Your customers, everybody has customers that didn't gain. Every business owner in the world has some happy, some unhappy. So your unhappy customers will not trust you. Your happy ones will. Right? So we can't have. It's just not possible. But the the alternative is likability. Now, likability is enough. For me to risk trying to work with you, risk recommending you, risk being your friend, right? Likeability is enough for us to get it started. But trust is going to take time. Really interesting perspective I've heard about trust because I have never heard somebody say that, hey, you know what? You don't trust person. You do transaction and then trust. Yeah, so the sequence is no like trust. I first need to know there's somebody called Bijay. Then when I'm around Bijay, I need to like him. Because if I don't like you, I ain't doing business with you, man. I'm not doing. And then when we work together, and then when I win, that's when I say, you know what? This guy's awesome. Oh, you need this? Go to him. I trust him. Only and only then. And it's a huge myth in the market of networking. Trust doesn't exist. Only likability does. So you've discussed a lot about you know physical events and meeting people and networking and stuff like that. How has the rules sort of changed for the online networking now? Because you're constantly meeting people without actually meeting it. Now, what do I mean by that is I might be connected with you on LinkedIn. I might be reading your posts, but I've never said hi to you. You know, I'm, 
you just are there on my feed but if they were sort of had a chat right so how do you sort of network with people on the internet so if you're talking about networking on internet um vijay i talk about this concept called micro networking fine micro network okay let's understand the basics first the basic is when you're reading my post you're not you're not liking it you're not saying hello you're not doing anything you're still reading it so that is still a part of networking a part of the purpose of networking is still being achieved so i talk about the difference between views and likes a lot of people get stuck in the zone of likes on linkedin if you go and see there's a certain amount of likes the far more number of views so there are a lot of people out there who might be viewing what you have written mentally liking it just not bothering to like that button because they may be in a rush because they may be scrolling because like okay how many times am i going to like whatever reason so one we have to understand that it's not about the likes etc when you are active being active is one part of it right the world knows that you exist otherwise out of sight is out of mind that's part one of the game being being there just having a profile that is dead is not going to do anything okay that is one second how do you network micro networking this is what i was talking about now you put up something on linkedin i liked it now one is i could just click the like button the thumbs up button two is i could comment on it third is i could go to the messenger of linkedin and say hey bijal like your post man good job thanks now the difference between me writing the same thing in the comment box or and in a messenger is that in a comment box it's a one to many conversation you're having but in a messenger it's one on one conversation now there's a risk you may not respond to that right but that's a risk worth taking now if i just go to the messenger and say hey bijay read your post liked it great job man and you respond now we're having a one on one conversation super valuable right yeah. micro networking and the reason i call it micro networking is because how much time does it take right from from me reading the post after i read the post going to the search bar typing in, okay going to the messenger typing in bijay message coming up typing in the message heading send what 60 90 seconds and and you're standing outside of the crowd like yeah, you're not you're one of those people who just hit the like and, and i'm not saying yeah. that you can't hit the no, like can, and you shouldn't comment in public yeah. i'm not saying that yeah, yeah absolutely right but yeah. what we're talking about how differentiates you yes no. yeah what is something you know that plus factor mm. that you can do yeah um and this is it yeah. you can it shows that you have taken that extra effort yeah it shows many things yeah. it shows care it shows yeah. um it shows that you're you courageous enough to start a one-on-one conversation with someone a lot of people are scared to even do that they'll be willing to type it in in the public comment box but if you tell them shouldn't you be you be sending the same thing in a one-on-one and no no i don't have that kind of relationship well if you don't do it you never will yeah and this micro networking concept is not just limited to social media on your phone on the way here when i i made a couple of calls connected with a couple of people just said hello That's one big reason I always have a driver with me always because when I'm traveling on the car I want to be making phone calls I don't want to be driving and these are I, my goal is to keep all my conversations under 3 minutes some of them extend I don't force it but my goal is to keep it under 3 minutes and on the way back I'm just going to try and make two three calls no pressure nothing but just imagine bije imagine this that if starting today you you just started doing this Now, whenever you had a couple of minutes, you made a quick phone call or you sent a quick message to someone on social media, and you did that even so inconsistently, you did so, did it over the next one year, maybe a couple of times a day, a um, couple of times a week, sorry, not even every day. Just imagine the kind of network you would have by the mm-hmm. end of the year. Just saying hello. Just imagine. Because here's the thing: the strength of my relationships is measured from my last contact. Now, because you and I have met today. our relationship has just shot up but then if now you and i don't keep in touch over a year it's going to die down yeah. again and 8 months later if i need something from you i'm, I'm going to be like can i call him i'm not staying in touch i'm going to feel guilty right so strength of my the strength of my relationship is measured from my last contact i call it the recency effect how recent was your conversation with someone yeah. the more recent it is the more possible it is for you to reach out yeah. ask or give yeah. absolutely and i'm going to draw two examples on how i do that and then you know i want you to add more ways people can do this so that you know they can take back like some of the practical things they can do right right so the one thing that i do is to 
especially stay in touch with people who have authored a book. When I'm traveling, I just go walk to the bookstore, and then whenever I spot their book, take a picture, send it. Hey, I was just traveling from Delhi to Bombay, and on the airport, I spot. There you go, and they appreciate it so much that hey, you know what? Oh, that's 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 so, amazing. It's yeah. really cool, right? Yeah. You know, that's amazing. Which you know, city is this? Which store is this? And and then the whole conversation opens up. And the other thing that I do is on people's birthday on Facebook, everybody's writing happy birthday on Instagram and all of that. But I take that effort two minutes of my time to record a video, sending them special birthday wish, and then send it on WhatsApp. And like, oh my god, thank you so much! You took so much effort in wishing me, and this you made my day. This is the best wish I've ever received. And all of a sudden, like you know, you. We're talking about standing out of the crowd, right? You did something different. You took that extra effort in doing that, and when you do that, then you know people feel really special. So these are two examples that are on top of my mind. You can add more. One of the beliefs that I have, Vijay, um, that that says, "Don't do regular things on special days. Do special things on regular days." The example that you gave: everybody's wishing everyone on their birthday. What if you started wishing people? On not birthday. What if one day you just recorded a video and saying, "Hey, bro, you know, I just remember that conversation, and I it still has influenced the way I think. Yeah. I just want to say this, bro. Thank you for coming in my life. Right now, it's a regular day, but you've done something special. On somebody's birthday, everybody's doing something or the other. Right, you're sending video messages. Somebody will be sending personalized gifts. Somebody doing something, something, something. It's it's an extremely yeah. busy day. Right. So perhaps that's one more thing you could do, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, doing special things on regular days, and then beyond this, Vijay, just being conscious, having that intent to add value in someone's life. If you just have that, you know how in our brain we've got a RAS reticular activating system. Whatever we tell our brain to focus on, it starts focusing. The, so the moment I start telling my brain that hey, I want to add value for people in my network, my brain is going to start throwing up ideas. It's one of those examples we've heard so many times on YouTube where people are saying, the moment you start thinking red card, red card, red card, all of a sudden you start seeing red cards, right? Because that's your brain brain has decided to focus on. So the moment you start thinking, build relationships, build relationships, build relationships, add value, add value, add value, your brain starts to focus on that. So for me, success comes from ha- setting up some fundamental principles, mm. getting some fundamentals right it's not so much about the techniques and the methods that it's about the fundamental so if at fundamental level you just decide that hey i want to be the kind of person that is building relationship helping people building a lot of social capital ways will start appearing because the thing about having these specific techniques or like you said specific questions when you go to a networking event is that they're going to work on some and then they're not going to work on some you can't go to every networking event and say by the way how's the weather or what brings you here or right who you've come with how many people can you ask that question so if you just decided to become present to who the person is and did whatever was relevant for them amazing we talk about this concept called low maintenance relationships when you build a relationship basis value value exchange you don't really need to maintain it you could just create some value for someone and then reach out to them after 6 months and you'll just pick it up yep. from where it was left because there was value because even though you've not stayed in touch the other person would still remember recognize remember mm. appreciate what had happened earlier and then you just pick it up so while strategies are important for me strategies are should be extremely focused they shouldn't be everyday thing you can't strategy is not it's a very heavy word right you can't just apply it every day you'll get exhausted you'll get burned out right because it requires thinking it requires doing it requires assessment right so let's keep the strategy for the big things day to day life let's just have some fundamentals let's just set an intent to be the kind of person that wants to build an amazing network care for them knowing well that hey if i do enough things for people eventually people would want to do things for me and that's not an expectation that's just an awareness because here's the thing i may do something nice for you and you may never do anything that nice for me ever it's not that you don't want to you may never get an opportunity 
But then one day you may be sitting having a cup of coffee with some guy and the topic of networking comes up and you say, yeah, you know, you know, I've got this guy, Paratosh, I've inter interviewed him, seems to kind of know a little bit about networking. And then he makes a mental note, networking, right? And then six months pass by, a year pass by, he forgot that he spoke about you. And then he says, oh, there's this guy, somebody told me one, somebody told me, networking, who does this? He goes, puts my name, sees me on the internet, comes and becomes my client. Now, if there's so many times I ask my clients, who referred you to me? Like, honestly, I don't remember. Because I, I love tracking them. Yeah. From the system standpoint, I love tracking to see where are people coming into my world from, right? But some people I just have in the category of unknown. As I said, somebody told me about you, I just can't remember who. So I can't track this back to you, but it is through you. This is how you make your network work. Yeah, I don't worry about it. I'm, I'm here. I'm just completely here. And then I, my goal is to see what can I do for you. Right now, it could be like, being my absolute authentic self, not thinking, oh, damn, this is my paid content. Uh, should I be sharing this on my Bidget's free podcast? No. Being the best that I can. And then letting it flow. And then tomorrow, if I need something from you, I'll be very happy to call. Right? And if you ever call, I'll be very happy to honor. And amazing things have happened in life because of that. Huge deals. Massive, massive opportunities, amazing stuff. And I've, I've gone international because I added value in the life of people. Right? I got a chance to speak at an event where the president of India was the guest of honor and I was the keynote speaker because I added value in someone's life. Right? And everything that I am today, Bajay, is because of the people around me. And it's very easy for me to think, oh, I am a coach now. The truth is I'm nothing without the support of the amazing people. Now, you and I are sitting together because of common friend. Otherwise, that won't have happened. Who knows where this is going to go? From the context of, you know, um, what we have discussed so far, are there any quick uh, three things that you want to leave the audience? I don't know about three. There's definitely one thing I want to say. Okay. That no matter who we are, no matter where we're in life, this one ability to network has been measured to have 85% impact on our success. Mm. Pick up this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. Right? Somewhere around in the first chapter, the Dale Carnegie talks about Carnegie Institute did a research. And I'm, I'm going to try and remember the sentence. Even in extremely technical engineering, a businesses as in, or industries as engineering, it was observed that 85% of one's success or financial success depends upon their ability to build, maintain, and leverage relationships. Um, lead people. They call it human engineering. I call it networking. Can you imagine that, Vijay? 85%. Insane. Now, the most painful thing in the world today is that the world is full of amazing talent struggling. Amazing talent in the world is struggling because they're making the mistake of thinking that their competence, how good they are at what they do, is all that matters. And it's a lie. It's a lie. It comes down to creating a balance, balance of what I'm capable of doing and what kind of relationships I'm, I'm able to build. So the last thing that I want to say is that we really need to start giving a lot more value to this thing called networking. 85% of our success depends upon it. That's not a small number, which means how good we are at what we do matters 15%. That's a very important 15% but it's 15%. That's what we're dealing with. Because eventually, everything runs on relationship. Right? Marketing can help you get customers. Networking helps you keep them. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying networking is better than marketing. I'm just creating a distinction between the two. Right? You can get a customer from anywhere, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, exhibitions, social media, digital marketing, right? whatever. You can get a customer from anywhere. They're going to stay with you mm. based on the relationships that you make. Because they've got access to people who are better than you, better than me, more effective, cheaper, faster. They have. So the only USP in our business is us. Nothing else. Amazing. This has been such a great conversation. Paritos have learned a ton about networking and I'm going to implement some of the ideas that you awesome. shared. Um, I'm sure this is going to take my game to the next level. That's, I'll hold you to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So where can people learn more about you, find you, maybe learn from well, you? Well, the easiest way to, um, to learn through my work is this three-day program that I do called The New Rules of Professional Networking. Right. This is where we, we change the rules of the game. Right. And that's the best way to come. This is where you get to understand a lot more of what we've discussed today in a lot more depth. Um, the website for that is networkingsuccess.in. That's, that's the best way to get started. Awesome. Super. I'll link that in the description of this episode. Thank you, Paritos. Thank you so much for spending this time with us and sharing your knowledge. And, and also, thank you so much for everything that you do to help people network better and succeed in their life, business, and career. My pleasure. And right back at you, because when we were sitting here earlier, you told me what's your intent with this podcast and how specific you are and how you've taken a detour, but that only helped you realize the purpose of this. You're doing some amazing work. You're a great host. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It's been, wow. <laughs> it's been some time that we've yeah. been talking and I'm not realized, yeah. right? So thank you, Bajay. You're a huge influence. A lot of people love you, talk about you. And it's really a joy to be here today. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inspiring Talk podcast. I hope you found a lot of value in this episode. We have the Inspiring Talk community on Telegram. This is where you get to interact with me and other listeners of this podcast. Also, I share a ton of content there, like the book that I'm reading, the content that I'm consuming, podcasts that I'm listening and so on. And also you can share your feedback on making this show better on the community. I'll put the link in the description of this episode. I would love to see you on the Inspiring Talk community on Telegram. Don't forget to share this episode as your Instagram story and tag me at the rate Bizzy Speaks. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.